Hello, my friends. Welcome back into another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. Hey, in this one, I want to talk to you about this magical, magical thing that can help you scale your business, even if you don't want to take on employees, contractors, freelancers, if you don't want to worry with any of that at all. There is a middle ground option that you can take that will actually help you start to scale your business, start to even be able to sell services that not only do you not know how to offer, but that you don't even necessarily want to do or learn how. You can actually sell those solutions in your business to your clients because they need them and not have to worry with it. And by the way, when you do this, you don't even have to interface with your customer on these items if you want. The subject matter expert themselves will actually um, interact with your customer on your behalf. And it's really cool. It's one of the best kept secrets in web design. And I'm excited to share it with you today. Now, this is just one of the kind of topics that we talk about often inside of our group coaching program, the all-new subscription web design is here, just launched this past Tuesday as I'm recording this, and am so excited to share it with you. Just head to subscriptionwebdesign.com. If you've been to the website before, you're going to want to go again if you haven't been in a while because it looks completely different now. Uh, the message is a lot more clarified and it's a lot clearer what you get and what's involved. We've included the course now in case you missed last week's announcement. We now have the course inside of the group coaching program and I'm so very excited to share it with you. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and get signed up today. I can't wait to work with you. Okay, so let's talk about this idea of this middle ground in between employees, freelancers, and um, you know contractors, things like that. What we have here is something called a fulfillment partner, okay? A fulfillment partner. And this is exactly what it sounds like. It is somebody whom you partner with in order to fulfill a specific objective, okay? A specific problem that your client has, okay? And here's what I find so cool about this. A lot of things, let's just take the example of email marketing, okay? Email marketing. As a website designer, it's a short distance from your client needing website design services to them then needing email marketing services, you know, an email newsletter, follow-up sequences, um, even lead generation downloads and, and things of those, uh, things of that nature. And you could learn how to do this yourself. And in fact, you should, right? Because you should be using a lot of these strategies in your business. But just because you even maybe know how to do this for yourself, um, and let's say you don't know how to do this for yourself, then you know it doesn't mean that your client doesn't need it. And ultimately, you and I both know that you are the best thing for your clients, right? Working with you has been a great experience, hopefully. Hopefully, they're very happy in working with you. And if you're anything like me, maybe you don't have this level of confidence in your business yet, and we should talk about this. Um, but I have a level of confidence because I've seen our work. Our team does fantastic work. And my confidence in my team and in the results and the work that we do is not founded or based in me at all. It's based in my, my, my team. Now, if you're a solo person, um, you know, you're going to have to figure that out. But regardless, you know what kind of experience you give your clients and you know how happy they are with that. And if, if you have the kind of confidence that I do, you probably would feel bad 
legitimately for your client if they had to figure out how to work with somebody else on an issue, okay? Now, maybe I'm not articulating that exactly right, but you, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. When, when, when I have a sales call and it doesn't go the way I want and somebody else ends up getting the job, I legitimately feel bad for that client because they're not experiencing the level of service that I know we're going to provide. And even if I don't know a lot about who else they chose, I mean, they might have a great experience with them too. I've just heard too many horror stories to be able to have that kind of faith, okay? And I'm just being honest, right? I have that kind of a belief in the work that we do. And hopefully you do too. And if that's the case, what you really want is to be able to, again, this is this goes against some popular advice, but it really just depends on how you're looking at it, okay? Because you really need to solve one problem at a time for clients, and I get that. And yeah, you can be like really well-known for just doing this one thing, and that's totally fine. But look, even if you want to plant your flag on web design, say, you know, I'm just a web designer, the reality is your clients still need email marketing. They still need SEO, right? They still need somebody to manage their Facebook ads. Okay, they, they still need all of these other digital services. And ideally, you would be able to give them the same experience they're used to with you in these new services. But again, how do you do these new services if you don't take on an employee, a freelancer, or a contractor? And so the idea of fulfillment partners is huge. With a fulfillment partner, what you're going to do is get plugged in with usually a team of people, okay? A fulfillment partner is not usually in the way that I'm talking about them going to be a solo operation because honestly, at that point, they would just be a freelancer, right? They would be a contractor working in the context of your company. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a fulfillment partner. And a fulfillment partner is going to typically be a company with which you have a point of contact that is able to do uh, different things. And maybe they only focus on one thing, and, and that's fine. Uh, whether they focus on one thing or they focus on multiple things, the point is is that they have people who, uh, multiple people, who specialize in each domain. And this is very important for a few reasons, and we're going to talk about what those are. But I just want to give you the overview of how cool it is that you can actually have a company come in and work alongside you, white label. Typically, you're going to work with an account manager or something there. You're even going to give them an email address, and they're going to work on behalf of your company, but they're going to fulfill on the result and the expectation that you've told your client about because that's what the fulfillment partner does. So what's a way to make this a little bit more practical? Um, let me give you a really great example. In our company, um, we use a service called Review Lead. All right. Now, Review Lead the, it itself is actually just a software tool. But we work with a company, and I'll happily tell you who they are. They're out in Arizona. They're, it's uh, called Pennington Creative. And Pennington Creative um, has a, a great relationship with the people of Review Lead. And one of the things that they do for us, and they do other things as well, but one of the things that they do for us is manage our review lead service. And so we pay them a um, monthly fee. And what they do is every month they will get with the uh, client and they'll get a list of the, the customers from that previous month. And then they'll plug them into this system. They'll manage the system. They provide reports and all of that. And they talk to the client. Okay, so once I get a client on my review lead service, I don't even have to do the onboarding if I don't want to. At that point, I can just give it right over to my contact over there. His name's Garrett, fantastic guy. And Garrett works completely white label with my client. And 
everything just kind of gets done. Now, who actually like does the importing on the back end? Is that Garrett? Is that somebody on their team who focuses on review lead? I don't know. And it doesn't matter to me. The point is, is that it gets done every month regardless. And I never have to worry about personnel issues with that. Okay. There's no personnel piece to that. And look, this is not even, um, you know, like if some of you guys are really interested in the idea of like team building and all that, this is not something that you do to like build culture at your company or to like, you know, have lots of employees working for you. When you're working with a fulfillment partner, okay, the goal is you charge the customer for the work that you all are doing. The fulfillment partner charges you, white label, for their piece of it, and it's usually pretty affordable, just letting you know. It's fairly affordable, but again, it almost doesn't matter what it costs as long as you charge the client enough for you to make it make sense for you. And then the fulfillment partner goes around you and fulfills directly with the client on that, and the work's getting done. And basically, you have facilitated that relationship. You're making sure that all the expectations are still being met and everything. You're making sure that there's still a very high level of customer service. And I can assure you, most of these companies are, I mean, they have to be or else they wouldn't get hired. So they have a huge focus on customer service and follow-up and you know, making sure they're doing a fantastic job. And it's absolutely wonderful. And that is an entire, I mean, you can literally open up an entire division of your business that all you have to do is sell the product and then from there it's done. Now, some of you may not be interested in that, and that's totally fine. But for those of you who are, this is a fantastic path that, again, doesn't involve directly managing personnel. So hope you can see with employees, you know, the thought of having to like manage people. I know that's a lot of the reason why some of you guys, because I've heard from you, don't want to scale your team. You don't want to worry about managing people. I can't stress enough. This is not a, a people management problem. Okay, when you use a fulfillment partner, you don't have to manage people. You don't have to become a leader. You don't have to magically become a people person. I hardly ever actually speak to my fulfillment partner. Okay, it, like every now and then I have an email with him, and, and that's fine. Um, and I, I get you know copied in on some of the emails, so I see like him and my clients talking, but that's it. Okay, I don't have to do very much at all to manage that relationship. And certainly there's no like leadership aspect to it at all. The company sends me an invoice every month. I pay it and my client pays my invoice and that's it. Okay, so this is a way to increase your revenue in a very hands off way that, again, as long as the numbers make sense at that individual level, you're totally good. Let me give you some pros and cons, and then we will um, cut it off for this week. Okay, so some pros. Again, you don't have to worry with payroll. You don't have to worry with payroll. That's so important. This is not a contractor thing. This, uh, none of that. Like, yeah, at the end of the year, you're going to get a W-9 or whatever from them because you paid them and all of that if you're living in America at least and you're working with an American company. But that's fine. That's normal stuff. This is this is business. We're used to that. Okay. The, the big thing is there's, there's no payroll. There's no, like, employee management. You don't have to worry about any of that. Okay, the second pro is that you can confidently add on services that you don't have much expertise in. Like I said, if you don't want to learn email marketing, if you don't want to learn SEO, if you don't want to learn getting more reviews, but you do want the ability to offer those services to your clients in the context of the customer service and the good job that you already do for them, then finding a fulfillment partner that you can work with on these is just a fantastic option. Okay, all right, third there's no finding new people to replace when folks have left. This is one of the big things. If you hire a web designer or an SEO person or an email marketing person or whatever, if you hire anybody else to work for you as a contractor, 
Okay. And that person leaves. It is dependent upon you to have systems and processes and how do we do this or to hire a subject matter expert and you have to actually manage that. Now in my business, I have both. I have fulfillment partners and I have contractors and um, each is useful for different things and I love my people um, who work for me. I have to admit, I'm way more attached to my contractors than I am to my fulfillment partners, okay? And again, that's part of the pros, right? If you don't if you don't want to worry with being attached to people, like, well, what if I have to fire somebody or what? Again, you don't have any of those concerns with a fulfillment partner. Now, sure, it might not work out and you have to let them go, but again, it's nothing anybody's taking personally, right? There's just a little something different about it, and I hope that you can kind of see that, okay? But the point I was making is if somebody leaves on their team, they have to go hire a new person to replace and do the work that they were doing for you, okay, and provide that consistent result for you and your clients. But that's now their responsibility, not yours, and that's a huge difference. Okay, a single point of contact across multiple domains of work. So again, um, I can have Pennington do a number of different things for me. I can have them write uh, sales page copy. Um, I can have them do entire website copy. I can have them do some email marketing work. I can have them do review lead. There are lots of things that I can have this company do for me, and I still just work with one point of contact, Garrett, who is awesome and does the interfacing with the clients, and then they handle everything on the internal team over there. Uh, but again, everything still comes under the umbrella of my company, Northmax Services, which is absolutely just a fantastic deal. Usually, this is another pro, they have fixed and clear pricing, Okay. It's very clear on Pennington. Whenever you talk to them and you find out what your needs are, they send you some private pages that you know let you know what your pricing is and everything. And it's very clear. It's very predictable. It's very easy to plan for. And um, you know, you just simply upcharge on your clients what you'd like to make, and they charge rates that are completely fair. So I mean, it's it's really a great deal if as long as you're making enough money on each um, uh, piece of it uh, that they can just take care of these things for you. Okay, makes a lot of sense. Then also you can scale up or scale down without feeling bad, which I mentioned, okay? you If you need to get more work from them or less work from them, there's no like personal feelings really involved with this. It's just, yep, we, we need to add these services or we need to take them away. It's that simple. I, I never feel like I'm, you know, again, I'm just a human. I'm an empathetic person. You know, if I, if I have to take work away from my team or something, that hurts, you know? Um, I can't help it. That's just part of who I am. Um, but you don't really feel that way. Like Garrett, you know, is not offended if I, if I take some work away from them, you know, or something, you know, it's, it, it's like, okay, well, I wanted to bring just recently some of the work that we were doing with them. I wanted to bring in house because I ended up hiring somebody who, uh, for one thing, who was also good at doing something that Pennington was doing for me. And, uh, it just made a lot more sense to bring that in house. And so I did, and I didn't feel bad about it. It just is what it is. Okay. Um, and if I need to scale up again and do something different with them in the future, it's totally fine. That relationship is there. But it's amazing when you're talking in the context of a fulfillment partner and not somebody who works for you. It's really two different things. And then the last one, which I've already mentioned, is that they interface with clients, right? They interface with clients. So you don't have to if you don't want to, or you can if you want to, okay? They're open to either path. It's really, really great. What are maybe some cons of this, right? Some cons of working with a fulfillment partner. Well, one is that, again, this is not something that you do if you're trying to like build a company culture, okay? You don't really build a culture with fulfillment partners. It's business, okay? It's work that gets done because your clients need it to get done. But again, like I said, even though that's a, a con, it's a pro in the sense that you can still be as involved in the middle of that relationship as you want to. And ultimately, you're still responsible because your client's paying you, right? And so if you're not happy with the service, then you can go and you can talk you know, about it with the fulfillment partner and, and deal with that. But the idea is 
giving clients great results just like you do now but without having to become a subject matter experts in the other things that they need. So you're not building a culture, but you are getting the right work done for your clients, okay? And some of you, that might actually be a pro instead of a con, okay? And I totally get that. The next one related to that, but really, they never feel like part of the team, okay? Garrett, again, great guy, works with my clients, and it's fantastic. But he doesn't feel like a part of, of the team, right? He's not in our base camp. He's not working with us every week. And that's fine, okay? Um, but for some of you, if you do want to build more of a company culture and all of that, then you want people who always feel like a part of the team and rah, rah, you know, then you're going to want to go with contractors or even employees and, and not use the fulfillment partner approach. But I know for a fact, many of you don't want to go that route. Okay. And if you don't want to go that route, this is a great way to go. Um, they, and another kind of con here is that really you know, they sort of define the systems and processes, okay? And, you know, in, in other words, you're not going to go in and create checklists that your fulfillment partners are going to follow. The point is that they're the fulfillment partner. They're the subject matter expert. Again, for some of you, this may actually be a pro instead of a con. But for those of you who like a lot of control over the process and I, I need them to do it, you know, exactly this way, um, that's not going to happen. And, and the reality is, is they work within the context of your preferences. I mean, they have great onboarding forms and intake forms, and they, they work within the client's expectations and within your expectations, but they're not there for you to tell them how to do their job. Otherwise, you would just do it, right? They do the job. They create the systems. They create the processes. They plug people into them, and, um, and it just makes sense. They just fulfill on what is needed every month. Um, the next con would be that their fees are usually going to be higher than freelancers. And this makes sense, right? Because in this, in this sense, you really are hiring a company. You're not hiring a freelancer. Okay. So you should expect higher fees, uh, excuse me, higher fees. It, it, it will be cheaper to bring on a freelancer to do a lot of the same work that they're doing. That said, they are insanely reasonable. Okay. At least the ones I work with have been just very great. Pricing has been very reasonable. And again, I really, I really think this is an important concept for you to get overall. What it costs is what it costs, okay? Um, it costs what it costs. In fact, it might even be easier for you if you're trying to decide on, oh, how do I price this service, okay? This is actually another pro, right? It's, it's kind of a win because basically they've priced the service to you, and in business, it would be pretty standard to say double that price, right, to get a 50% profit margin, Okay. So if somebody, if they come to you and they say, okay, well, for this thing that you wanted, it's going to be $330, then you already know what your price is. You don't even have to think about it. You don't even have to be an expert in the pricing. If they say, hey, it's going to be $330 for this service, what are you going to charge? You're going to charge $660 for the service, okay? It's that simple. And you might say, well, that's too high or too low. It's not too high or too low. It just is what it is. And there are clients who will pay it, okay? I, I, need, you to get, I need you to get your personality, your personal thinking out of the idea of pricing, okay? It just is what it is, okay? It just is what it is. The price is the price, and this is what we charge for it. And whether or not you would pay that is irrelevant, okay? And I'm kind of like, you know, but, but again, it's irrelevant, okay? The price is the price. Let them set the price. Then you stack on whatever profit margin you want to make above that on top of the price. I recommend um, doubling it so that you make a 50% markup, and uh, and that's it, okay? And then the last uh a con, which again, it's not really a con, um, but I had a hard time thinking of cons, okay, if you couldn't guess, because a lot of my cons are actually pros, depending on your personality style. Um, 
a high degree of trust is going to be necessary here, right? Yeah, a high degree of trust because, again, you're not giving them systems and processes. You're not defining how they make every move. You know, sometimes you're not going to be involved in all those emails. You're not going to see them working with your client inside of your base camp necessarily, right? They have their own way of doing things. And so there is that high level of trust um, that you need to have. But again, this is why it's an entire company. Um, the company that I worked with, I don't know if they still do this, but with Pennington, um, I had a call with the owner of the company, and she said anytime I wanted to, I could go book time on her Calendly and talk to her, okay? So it's the owner of the company who, they have a, a big thriving agency, lots of people working for them. They have clients of their own, but they really just prefer to work white label with other freelance, or with other companies like us, okay? And so, um, yeah, I mean, a high degree of trust is necessary, but they do a great job of establishing that trust in not only their sales conversations, um, but in their processes. Okay, and actually watching them work, it's really amazing. So, so that's it. Um, fulfillment partners, right? It's not an employee. It's not a contractor. You know, it's not a freelancer, but it's somebody who will allow you to get a lot of that other work done that you know that your clients need and that you wish you could offer in a way that you could feel confident about the result, you could feel confident about the pricing, and you don't have to become a manager of people. I think this might be a godsend for you, and my belief is that this episode is going to help a few of you out there who have been struggling with how to scale without becoming a manager. This is how you do it. Get on board with Fulfillment Partners. It's really, really fantastic. I want to invite you again to check out the all-new Subscription Web Design. Go to subscriptionwebdesign.com. Check out the website. See if what we're doing there resonates with you, and I would love for you to become a monthly subscriber and um, get to hang out with you a couple times a month and go through the courses and um, super-duper cool, all right? God bless. You guys take care, and we'll see you in the next episode of Subscription Web Design. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.